Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hi, Mark Homer here, and welcome to Mark My Words. Here's a, a walk around of a, a large project which we've just purchased recently. I'm going to go around, give you ideas and insights, and, and, and lay out some of the challenges that I've got with this project. Hope you enjoy it. We're at Bridge Street in the middle of Peterborough. Uh, it's a building that we've recently purchased. It's about 80,000 square foot. There's a, a retailer gone in on the ground floor, B&M Stores. They're open, they're trading, and we've got all this vacant space above the building to develop into residential. The current plan is to put around 70 apartments on top of this building. We'll be losing quite a lot of this floor because it's clearly quite a dark space and we'll be putting uh, floors and apartments on top of the building um, so that you know you can get light in and have really nice spaces for people to live. This is an example of some of the work that we've been doing to work out exactly what we can put on top of the building in what location. So we've been taking the concrete away to have a look at the, the steel structure of the, the existing building to work out how many floors we can put on top of which columns because the, di the different columns are constructed of, of slightly different materials. Uh, it's quite interesting when this building was actually built back in the, the 60s, 70s, it was designed to have two extra floors of commercial put on top. And it's generally the case that one extra floor of commercial equates to the same loading as about one and a half floors of residential. So if this structure is designed to take two extra floors of commercial already, we should be able to get three extra floors of residential, but, but actually the building's probably a little bit stronger than that. So we're just coming to the end of a lot of that investigation work on the building. There's a lot of holes being cut out, different walls, gone up on the roof, exposed a lot of things, uh, and the, the, the full engineer's report obviously then dictates the design and the shape of, of the building. So we're now at the front of the building and this elevation here fronts the, the retail high street outside, it's called Bridge Street. Um, clearly a lot more light up here. Older buildings like this can be great, especially for apartments because you get some nice features. Um, it's at a nice level so you're going to get some good views out of the windows. Uh, and there are just all these little cavernous spaces that we can develop and, and get extra space out of, which clearly adds value to the overall development. So we're now on the roof of the building. It's clearly a, a big space which we're able to, to add extra floors onto. Been doing quite a lot of investigations into these pillars which go straight down the building and create the structure um, to, to look at how many floors we can bolt on top of them to create new apartments on the, on the roof. You can see the buildings around are quite, quite a lot higher than this building, but the key consideration when you're adding floors onto a building like this in, in a city centre are the views to the cathedral. So all this plant on the top floor is now redundant, um, so we can take all this off. I mean, you can get a, a floor out of just the, the space that the plant sits on. So all this needs taking off. It's not being used by the, the ground floor or anybody else. Um, and then clearly we're, we're looking at creating nice units that look out that are, that are sat on top of this roof. Um, so there are, there are gonna be some really great views of the cathedral um, and you're gonna be able to see the church in that direction. 
and uh, over in that direction there you've got the, the train to London. You're about five minutes walk to the train that takes you into central London that from next year will be 37 minutes into King's Cross. For me that was a, a major deciding factor. Uh, I think it's, a, it's going to be a great place to live. Uh, people are going to have high quality living spaces and, uh, and they're going to be in a, a brilliant location for, for commuting and, and, and enjoying what's going on in the city centre. Uh, a lot of new restaurants, the whole city centre's had 12 million um, spent on it in the last few years. Um, it's probably 8, 10, 12 new restaurants that have opened. Uh, big national chains are here now, so it's all, all quite exciting, the big regeneration programme. As you do bigger projects and you do more of them, you get a, a, a better power team and a better professional team around you and that does definitely make things easier. Obviously in the early days you're just using a few tradesmen, refurbing a house, but as, as time goes on you end up with a, a project manager, a QS, an architect, you need a builder, um, then you have a bank and you have somebody to deal with a bank and, and all of these people need to be sort of managed and, 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 and kept moving forward on these projects. So it's great to work with people who've, who've got all that experience and you know you, it ends up rubbing off on you and you, you end up knowing instinctively how to make these things work. I like doing bigger projects because I feel it stretches me and, and, and really gives me that knowledge of doing stuff at the next level. I get excited by learning new things, I get excited by really sort of pushing myself uh, and I get to develop ideas with a whole new cohort, a new set of people, a new set of professionals you know, the, the, the project manager, the architect, all of the people you work with as your professional team on a project of this size need to be experienced in these kind of projects. So you end up learning a whole load of stuff which just puts you in a much better position in the future for doing bigger stuff and basically developing better buildings and making, making more money from investments. So here's a bit more of that redundant space which you find in these bigger buildings. Um, all these little rooms which we use for different things before don't necessarily get measured when you know, you're, you're looking at a building, maybe they've been in the GIA but not necessarily in the NIA, the net internal area. So they're just extra areas you can develop, usually you end up getting some saleable space, some apartment or room space out of it. Uh, but sometimes they're just circulation space which you can put corridors down or, or maybe you know, meeting areas or you know, somewhere for people to, 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 to come in, a lobby or maybe a, a sort of coffee room or something like that. It's a reality in the UK that there is less sort of traditional retail than there was say 15-20 years ago. I think it's a sign of the times, clearly the internet has, has speeded up that change and more of these spaces are redundant, they're not needed anymore uh, because the model has changed. And as the model changes, we adapt, we develop buildings in, into new uses and, and, and clearly that's what we're doing here. I'd say to anybody who's starting out in property, start small and just get very, very good at one or two things and do them over and over and over again. You clearly can grow and you can do the bigger projects with time. I'm no different to anybody else. I, I, I'm actually quite a slow learner but I'm able to focus and I'm able to sort of rinse and repeat. I quite like repeating things over and over again until I feel I've honed them and, and really perfected them to, to get the best results. Uh, and anybody else can do the same thing too. 
it just depends how much time and, and energy and focus you want to put into something. And if it's your passion, if, if it really is your passion, then you will succeed as long as you're persistent enough. I probably looked at 15 other projects before I settled on this, this building. Um, I have to look at a lot of projects, work out whether they work for us, whether the, whether the numbers work, and just work out whether they fit with our experience and what we want to do with them afterwards. So we reject a hell of a lot more stuff than, than we end up actually doing, but I, I think that's quite normal in development and investment. It's very important to have a good look at what it is you're buying and work out what you're going to do with it afterwards. Well, clearly, if people think that Buy-to-Let is dead, projects like this prove that Buy-to-Let isn't dead. There are still lots and lots of people who want to live in the city centre of big cities like Peterborough, where it's 45 minutes to get to, to London on the train, going down to about 37 minutes next year. Lots of people actually want to live in the centre, and whether they buy apartments or whether they rent them, there's still a big demand for them. So there's still a lot of investors that want to buy those units and rent them out. And clearly, if they structure it correctly in terms of their, their tax situation and speak to the right accountant, it's still possible to do. So, so I think this is a good example of how Buy-to-Let isn't dead and how it still works. Well, it feels great to be starting such a, a big project. It's going to be two or three years worth of work. There's lots for me to go at. Uh, it's good to be concentrating on one building and to be sort of using my time in a, a really really sort of leveraged way rather than having to deal with smaller projects and, and, and lots of them. Uh, this is a really, really good use of my time. Thanks for coming around the building and having a look with me. I'm going to be sharing more insights as we go through the project and we, we start to take this, this building and, and, and create new, new dwellings, new homes for, for people to come and live in. That's been Mark Homer at Bridge Street, over and out.